It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasperman, and this is our latest look at the Detroit Tigers with Jason Beck. And Beck, uh, the Tigers have pulled into a tie with the Orioles for wild card positioning. And interestingly enough, those two teams do face each other uh, before season's end. But, you know, one thing that stands out to me about this wild card race, Beck, is just those AL East teams. There's three, four teams involved there. Uh, and Yankees still alive, of course. I mean, they're going to be beating up each other the rest of this month, facing each other quite a bit. It could create a lane for the Tigers to breeze through. What do you think of that, Chase? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, you know, on the flip side, I mean, you got a decent number of games between the uh, Indians, Royals, Tigers, and this is kind of the, the product of what we have with, with the schedule, where there's so much divisional play. I think on all sides, um, you know, once you get to late August, early September, and it will be interesting to see the dichotomy where you have AL East teams beating up on each other a ton over the final few weeks. AL Central teams kind of in a different situation where, you know, it feels like it's the Indians' division race to, you know, their control unless they, they really, uh, you know, kind of wear down down the stretch. There's going to be some opportunities for the Tigers to help further that. But by and large, except for a three-game series against the Orioles uh, in Detroit this weekend, there's really not going to be a whole lot of cross-pollination between the uh, wild-card contenders in different divisions, which, on the one hand, throws a lot of pressure on that uh, Orioles-Tiger series, but uh, on the other hand, it kind of keeps everything uh, relatively separate. Yeah, uh, I like that weighted uh, weighted schedule, and uh, of course, Tiger's still alive in the AL Central chase. They're still nipping up the Indian fields, and uh, they'll get their head-to-heads with them uh, before the end of the month as well, but uh, you know, one reason the Tigers are even in this spot is Miguel Cabrera. Uh, had a monster second half uh, in the first half of the season. He had a 293-370-507 slash line in 88 games. That's pretty strong. But in the second half, picked all those numbers up a notch. Uh, 360 batting average, 426 on base, and a 651 slugging percentage. Uh, and he hit his 300th home run as a member of the Tigers on Labor Day. So that was a, a meaningful blast right there. But uh, he's in a lot of meaningful blasts right now. It's now a, a 30 home run season for the eighth time in the last 10 years. Basically, Beck, what have you seen from Cabrera in the second half to to explain a, a surge on top of what was already a you know pretty strong statistical season? Maybe not quite up to his enormous standards, but he's he's raised up to his enormous standards here in recent weeks. Yeah, I think even though he, that ankle still can be a problem for him when he's when he's moving around. You can see at least the power back in his legs when he swings. Uh, you know, that opposite field power has returned quite a bit. He's getting a little bit more lift on those balls. I, I think we saw you know, the, uh, I believe it was the first home run Monday against the White Sox in Chicago, kind of had that lift. 
he had a little bit more lift on uh, on those balls during the games in Kansas City. Uh, I, I think too, it's September, and you know he even talked about it that when you get to this point, the concentration level, you know, no matter how hard you try to concentrate during the early months, I mean, it picks up because you know it's winter go home at this point. Uh, he he referenced that. Uh, after uh, one of the comebacks against Kansas City, that, you know, no matter how much you talk about it, it's one thing to, to make an issue of focusing on every game like it means equal. But when everything's right there in front of you, when the standings are apparent and the games are dwindling down, it just naturally happens, I think. And I think you're seeing some of it with Mickey where, He's shown it over the years. If it's September, he's able to zone out some of these injuries, and he's able to fight through them in a way that I don't think you see from really a lot of players at any time of the year, but also you don't see from anybody, say, if it's June or July. Dad, to your point about him him stepping up at a critical juncture, he's at 412 over his last 13 games uh, after the four-hit day on Labor Day. So, Miggy is definitely locked in. Daniel Norris is pretty locked in against the Royals on Sunday to pull out a huge series win there. Uh, how big is that back for, for this rotation set? It, it, it's huge. Yeah, and it, it's funny how we went into August thinking, okay, they're going to get some of these veteran starters back and it's going to bolster their rotation. And now you can make a very good case for for this best rotation the Tigers could feel, field could feature all three of these young starters. Fulmer has started to show signs of fatigue, but he's still one of the best they've got. Matt Boyd continues to pitch well. And now I think you're seeing signs of that late-season surge from Daniel Norris. He's, I think what impressed me most about his last start was that he got a tons of swings and misses off that high-riding fastball. He was able to set it up with the slider. But yet it was an efficient outing where you didn't, you know, up until that, that seventh inning where you struggled to retire a batter, you know, he didn't have those really long innings. He didn't have a ton of those really long at-bats that you usually see from him that run up his pitch count and keep him from, from pitching into the seventh inning. I think uh, you know, Sunday was the, just the second time since the start of August that he'd completed six full innings and uh and did he did it with a relatively tidy pitch count at that if you can get that out of the under norris by and large the rest of the way you've got yourself a heck of a pitcher and a heck of a, a opponent to run up against uh foes here in, in meaningful games because he's not the type of kid who gets rattled a ton and the state of the rotation is strong enough that Mike Pelfrey came back from the DL since we last spoke, but they put him in a bullpen role. Talk about that decision. Yeah, it's it's something that we'd all kind of looked ahead to, I think almost since the day he signed, that, well, you know, he's a starting pitcher for now, but you know, once these young guys develop, are they going to have a decision sooner rather than later whether – to put him in the bullpen or not. And I would really kind of reference that they, they thought he was somebody who was versatile enough to pitch in relief if and when that time came, even though they continually emphasized that they saw him 
as a starting pitcher. At least it was an option. And I think this was the scenario you were looking at. Now, maybe it came at, it came to a head sooner than some people might have figured. But right now, I think you look at the way the rotation is going. And even though Pelfrey had better starts than he got credit for, I, I think you can see him as a better fit right now, pitching out relief, whether it's long relief, whether you concentrate him on an inning or two and see if that fastball picks up a little bit in shorter spurts. I think this this is really the the logical move for them. And uh, Zimmerman uh, had what we think, I believe, is his last rehab start, correct, on Monday? Is he... uh... Yeah, it's going to have to be because they're unless they throw them at uh, Class A West Michigan, which made the playoffs, they're they're out of places <laughs> to put them for minor league rehab start. Well, I'm sure Class A Lake Michigan would appreciate that. Yeah, it would be quite a postseason boost. It, it kind of feels like, like, is it like against against custom to like throw a major league ringer into like these <laughs> midwestern league playoff games? I don't know. I've got to think it is. Uh, they might as well get him tuned up for October, if nothing else. Uh, <laughs> I, I see uh, Joe Jimenez did not get the call among the September call-ups, and that was a name that was, of course, uh, bandied about. Really, you know, for, for much of the second half, we kind of heard that name as potential bullpen piece, but it just feels like they're uh, they're not quite ready for that uh, to, to pull the trigger there. Yeah, it was a mild surprise. I thought that it was at least a possibility that even if you didn't see him pitching a whole lot, down the stretch, that even the enticement of giving him a taste of the big leagues, uh, you know, having him around major league relievers and get a taste of the preparation that goes into being ready day in and day out as a big league reliever might be a good enough reason to, to bring him up. But it, it sounds like they really want to, uh, to A, I, I think they wanted to give him a little bit of a break innings-wise, but B, they just didn't feel like it was worth that they had the situations to make it worth the uh, worth the call up. Uh, it says a lot about how they think about their bullpen right now. I think they they're pretty confident in what they have out of the two Wilsons. Uh, I think you've seen Bruce Rondon pitching in some bigger situations the last few weeks, and I think that they have an awful lot of faith in Francisco Rodriguez. Now, what does that mean for how they use Mark Lowe? It's going to be interesting to see. They threw him into a relatively tight situation there in Kansas City, and he wasn't able to, to get the big out they needed on the, uh, the, the one game they lost there. But they seem to have a lot of faith that uh, they can still get him turned around, although it's, they're going to have to pick and choose their spots, I think, how to use them. But, uh, yeah, they, they seem pretty resolute that, uh, that for all the hype surrounding Jimenez, that they felt like this was the way to go, and it seems relatively agreed upon uh, by and large because it reinforces what Alvila was saying way back to before the trade deadline. All right. The push towards the postseason continues in Detroit. I want to thank Jason Beck for joining us to talk about all of that. We'll continue to check in with him each week. Thank you all for listening. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.